Hey there, today's episode is brought to you by the Surviving Life Coaching Program. This is my one-on-one opportunity for you to create a life you love, a life with healthy new habits and finding your new normal. This is going to offer you accountability and goal setting each week, encouragement, support, and brainstorming so you can live the life that you deserve to live. If you are interested in learning more about this six-week one-on-one opportunity to work with me, then please go to info at hollyboyce.com and put in the subject line, surviving life coaching. Hopefully we'll talk soon. Welcome to the surviving life podcast where everyday people share their stories of inspiration and hope through their challenges. This will be a reminder to you that there is always hope when you feel hopeless. There's always light when you feel surrounded by dark and there is always a way to live in your life instead of exist in it. We are all survivors of this life, and this podcast is meant to inspire you to go out and live your best life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Surviving Life. Today's Walk-In Wednesday, I want to talk to you about surviving the hard times. So I want to start by telling you a story about, oh, the month that I had several years ago. And I found these little notes on a piece of paper, and they really reminded me of this time in my life that was so incredibly hard. And even as I'm reading these things that are going on right now, as I'm sitting in the midst of and having already lived through the coronavirus fiasco of 2020, I am even kind of laughing at the things that I thought were a big deal. But I felt like it was worth sharing because hard times are just simply that. They're hard times. They are relative to what's going on in life. So my hard times of two years ago are probably going to be very different than my hard times of today and my hard times two years from now. And so we have to kind of just take this with a grain of salt, but the formula to get over it or to get through it would probably be a better way to say it is kind of the same. So this particular month, I didn't write down what year or date or anything like that, but this particular month, my car broke down and I remember this car that I had. So I have a different car now and the car that I had before this one broke down all the time. Like literally it was a vehicle that it technically drove, but every single time I got gas, I would put the gas in it and then it wouldn't start. And then I would try it three times and then it would come back on. (laughs) And it was the same thing every single time. Um, It would break down in parking lots. It would need to be jump-started. The battery would never work, even though I put new batteries in it. And this car was just always having difficulty. So this particular day, my car broke down. Then after my car got fixed and running again, I had to go that same month to the ER because they thought I had a possible blood clot. And long story short, I did not have a blood clot, but I did have a severe tear in my calf. And I was a fitness instructor and a personal trainer. And so all I did depended on me walking. Like one day I'm just doing jumping jacks and I felt a pop and heard a pop and I just dropped to the floor. And so I clear, I went to the doctor and got all this stuff done. They thought there was a blood clot in there. It wasn't a blood clot. It was just a severe, horrible sprain, not sprain, horrible, um, tear in my calf muscle. So let's fast forward a little bit further through the month. And my daughter, um, has a nice little ambulance visit to our house. She was getting ready just like she does every other morning. 
and she was putting her earrings in and I was kind of in the other room telling her to hurry up because my son had already gone to school. They went to school at different times. And so she was going to be, um, getting in the car and I was going to drive her to school. And all of a sudden I see her looking kind of weird and she had passed out before. And so I looked at her and I was like, what's going on? And she kind of gives me this weird look and she literally drops like in my arms, not, you know, like, and completely passes out. And I cannot wake her for an entire minute. You talk about the scariest moment of my entire life. I, I'm crying even thinking about this moment right now because it was so incredibly scary. And I'm like screaming at her to wake up, wake up. And she's, she's not waking up. She's, her eyes are, are completely closed. She's not responsive. And I am carrying her. She's probably 75 pounds at this point in time. I'm carrying my child into the other room where my cell phone was and I'm getting my cell phone and trying to dial 911. I get 911 dialed and right as they're answering the phone, she opens her eyes and she looks at me and she's like, mom, what are you doing? What's going on? And starts talking to me. And so I'm talking to the 911 people on the phone and I'm like, I think she just woke up and I'm telling, and I'm crying and it's the most scared I've ever been in my life to date thus far. And the ambulance comes over and they, they figure out that she's got severely dehydrated. So there's some other things going on, but she's okay. And I was not okay after that. <laughs> I was literally shaken for a long time. And even now, years later, I'm still shaken, even remembering this moment because that's my entire life on in front of me, you know, like everything that I do in this life is for my two kids. And when one of my kids is injured or hurt or is literally passed out and I'm screaming at them to wake up, it was, it was gut wrenching. You guys, it was like the worst moment ever. Um, then let's fast forward a little bit further. That same car that I just got fixed, uh, decides to have a humongous problem, like a $2,000 problem. And I didn't have $2,000. So I've got to deal with that. And then I've got this, this calf muscle that's now torn and I can't work. And I'm telling you guys, this was like the worst month ever. So I thought, so I want to talk to you about those months like that. And you might have experienced something like that, but it's those times when you feel like you're, they're just added, things are being added on and one thing goes wrong and then another and then another and then another. And it just, you just can't seem to catch a break. And you kind of like look up, throw your hands in the air and you're like, God, what are you doing? Why are you not helping me out of this? It's one of those moments where you feel like you don't understand why you can't catch a break. The whole rest of the world seems to be, you know, having this great success and great luck and you are just, everything is going wrong in your life. I've had a lot of moments like that and I've had a lot of moments where I felt like I have been knocked down so hard that I don't want to get back up. And the one thing that kind of pulls me out of those moments, and it doesn't always do it immediately. So I don't want you to confuse this with like, oh, just do these three things and you'll never have another problem in your life because that's not how life works. And you and I know, both know that that's not how this life works, but we can do things and we can change and shift our mind to do things that are going to help us move through those moments a little bit easier or a little bit faster, or maybe it's not faster. Maybe it's just move through them. I mean, sometimes the thought of moving through these things is just so overwhelming that you're just like, I think I just need to sit here and take a minute. And I've had those moments too, where I'm like, I, 
I don't want to do anything. I've, I've been knocked down for the last time. And this happened that, that feeling happened right after my second grandmother passed, um, three months after my first grandmother passed. And it was the sixth funeral that I had been to in six months. And I was just done. I, I literally was done. And I was like, I cannot do this anymore, Lord. I'm just going to sit here. I quit everything. Um, I don't quit living or anything like that, but I quit just trying to control everything that's happening in my world. And because I had no control at this point, I'm going to funeral after funeral. I've got things like this, these car problems and this ER and all these things are happening in my life. And it felt like all at the same time. And one of the things that I like to do when I start to feel like the world hates me and the world is against me is I like to get out my handy dandy notebook, um, and write my gratitude. And I force myself to do that, even though that's not where my mind wants to go, because I want to sit there honestly and just be angry and sad and whatever emotions I'm feeling. And I can do that. And I think it's healthy and important to do that. But I also think there needs to be a point where you take a moment to express um, a sentence or a, a two sentences about something that is good in your life. And I think we can still do that even when we are in the worst and hardest of times. So expressing gratitude physically. So write it on a piece of paper, put it in a gratitude jar. If you don't have a gratitude jar, you need to get one. Just take like a little Mason jar or even a glass jar. It doesn't matter what it is and have your whole family write down, um, every day or every so often one thing that's great in their life. And then at the end of the year, you guys, you can look at it and it is amazing. The things that you forgot about because you're only remembering these big giant milestones and you're forgetting about all these amazing things that are happening in your world until you go back and read them. And it's a really amazing tool for your kids to see and express gratitude as well. So gratitude, like I said, is the basis of everything I do, but gratitude always gets me back in the right mindset. It doesn't change my problems, but it gets my brain back to where it needs to be. So if you're having a hard time in life right now, start with gratitude. And it might take a while. It might take two months, it might take a year, but just get in the practice of writing one thing down every single day that you're thankful for. It could be your child's working lungs because they were screaming at each other all the time. It could be, you know, the, the, fact that you only threw up three times instead of one time today. That Those were my actual quotes from when I had cancer. And so I just forced myself to do that and it changed my entire world and it will change yours. So even if it's not immediately working for you, just keep doing it. Keep that practice. Just like you brush your teeth, brush your teeth and then write your gratitude. Put your jar in your bathroom. It's actually easier. Um, but what that does is it starts to make you focus more on the good in the world. And it's not that the bad things go away and it's not that the surprises go away and it's not that you can control everything in your life when you do this, but it keeps your attention where it matters and where it's important. It keeps your attention and your focus on the things in your life that you have. It keeps your attention and focus on the things in your life that are important not the things that are going to come and go. And it, it's keeping your focus, your focus, your focus. That's the most important thing. Keeping your focus on the good will ultimately change your life and get you back on the path that you want to be on, which is not hard times, right? Um, also knowing that hope is never gone, no matter what 
you are in, like literally, no matter what you are in, there is always a light inside of you. Sometimes there's just so many layers and layers and layers of things on top of that light that you don't really feel like it's there, but there's always a little light inside of you. And I like to think of it like a little tiny tea light. And sometimes we just put layers and layers of things on top so we can't see that it's shining. But once we start working through those layers and peeling those layers back one at a time, difficulty after difficulty, working through whatever issues and baggage we've brought with us in our life thus far, once we start peeling those layers back, that light gets brighter and stronger. This always reminds me when I talk about this of this marathon that I run and it's it's near Seattle area. It's called the light at the end of the tunnel and it is a 26.2 mile marathon. If you don't know how long a marathon is, it's 26.2 miles. And the first three miles of the marathon are in a tunnel and you have to have a headlamp. It's pitch black. So you wear your little headlamp on your head and your headlamp is the only light that you have in this tunnel. And you are running and running and running. And then all of a sudden after, I don't know, five or 10 minutes, um, you see this little tiny dot of light at the end of the, at the end of the way in front of you. And you see this little tiny dot and the more you keep going and keep going, this light grows and grows and grows. And then bam, three miles later, you're out of the tunnel. And it is the coolest feeling in the world to watch that light grow. And that's what's happening inside of you. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this with you right now because that is life, guys. Sometimes we get tunnel vision. Sometimes we're in the dark and it seems like we're the only one in there. But one of the cool things about this marathon is you have your little headlamp and it provides you a little tiny bit of light. Um, and it's, it's just a little, just enough to see your feet in front of you. But when you get closer to somebody else and you realize you're not alone in this tunnel and there's other people running and their light and your light starts shining together, the pathway gets brighter. And then you get five or six of you in there and the pathway gets brighter. And then no matter what the little light at the end of the tunnel, if it's growing or not, all of your lights together, you're not alone. So all those lights together, they just explode into this like, oh, I can actually see in this dark place. And that's what I want you to feel when you're listening to this today, no matter what hard time you're going through. We all have that little bit of light. And if you can just surround yourself with all those people that have the light, you don't even need your headlamp because all those people around you are going to be shining their light until you can help in helping you to get out of this tunnel. And then you're going to see that light grow and grow and grow. And then bam, you're out into the light. And that is what I want for you. You guys, that is what hope is. That is exactly what hope is. And that is exactly the type of thing that I want you to do for others. And for you to remember that people are out there to help you through. So just know that you're not alone. You're never, ever alone. And if you need me to remind you and tell me that, leave me a voice message on this thing right now and say, look, I feel completely alone in this world and I need you to just tell me with your voice, Holly, you personally are not alone or whatever your name is. I promise you, I will, <laughs> I will message you back and tell you myself because you're not alone in this world. And if we can just know that when we feel like that there is more people around us and we're not alone, it makes that time in the dark slash the hard times. It makes that time bearable until we can get out into the light and we peel all those layers back. And then all of a sudden, bam, we're out there. Um, another thing I want you to know is 
rolling with the discouragement. We are going to get discouraged in life. We are going to have problems. They are not going to go away. So we have to understand and know that they're coming. So you don't know when they're coming. That's kind of part of the deal. Like you don't always get to know when a really bad crappy thing is going to happen to you, but you can know that you are not alone. You can know that there's always going to be hope. You can stay focused on what's important and you can just do your best to either sit and wait for whatever the next thing may be, get some help if you need help or get up, dust off and move on to the next thing. And that's a hard thing to do sometimes because we don't quite know which one of those things we should be doing, you know? So we have to learn to roll with those punches and kind of move with them. It's like a dance. It's like a, it's like a choreographed punching routine. Sometimes life punches you in the face and sometimes you have to just shake off and get back up. Sometimes you may need to sit there a little bit longer. I'm not telling you how long or how to do it. I'm telling you that it's possible to brush off and get back up and you're not out there by yourself. And I want you to just think about choosing a different reaction. So if you are having hard times and maybe it's something that keeps happening over and over and you're like, oh my gosh, this keeps happening to me. I don't understand why I keep choosing the wrong men in my life. I don't understand why I keep becoming broke. I don't understand why I keep doing this thing. Just insert whatever you want in there. Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep choosing junk food? Why do I keep doing this? So make a different choice. You are not a tree, guys. You are able to move around and make different choices, and it is okay for you to do something different. They say that the um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and trying to think that you're going to get a different result. That's entirely true. And speaking from someone who's done that a, a million times, I have I have done things over and over, and I'm like, I just don't understand why it's not working. Well, it's not working because it's not, you're not, you're doing the same dang thing every time. So you've got to try something new, something different. It's probably going to be something scary and probably going to be something that's uncomfortable to you. But guess what? On the other side of uncomfortable is change and growth. And on the other side of change and growth is living a life instead of existing in it. And that is the true definition of life. That's why we're here. Life is a journey of up and down moments and your reactions to them. And I fully believe that. And I've always believed that you get to choose your reaction. And so hard times are not controllable. Sometimes, you know, we have part in some of those hard times and sometimes we don't, but if it already happened, it's already happened. When I found out I had cancer, it was already there. There was nothing I could do to change the fact that I have cancer, but now I've got to control and think about my attitude towards it. So no matter what the hard time, I want you to focus on what you can do instead of all the things that you can't. And sometimes you can't get through this on your own and you can't get through this with just your friend and you need to go talk to a professional and that's okay too. I've talked to professionals, um, therapists myself, and it was so amazingly beautiful and important. And It was something that no friend of mine could have ever walked me through. So if that's where you're at, please, please go do that right now. I I am not a therapist. I am just a person that has been through a whole lot of crap in her life. I have been through 
diseases. I have been through unemployment. I have been through, um, gosh, you name it. I've probably gone through it at some point in my life. And sometimes it was really easy for me to get mad about that and really easy for me to get like, this is not fair. Why do all these things keep happening to me? Why does my car keep breaking down? Why did my child, um, you know, pass out in my arms and scare the crap out of me and make me think that she was going to die? Why did I almost die? Why did my six family and friend members have to die within a short period of time? Why did anything that has happened to me in my life happen? Because that's life sometimes. You can't control everything that happens in it but you can control your reaction and your attitude to it. And so all I want you to think about today is what you can do instead of all the things that you can't do. And I know those hard times, they feel so damn overwhelming. They feel so much like this blanket covering you and you just feel like you're in that tunnel in the complete pitch black. And even if you think your headlamp is burned out, there's a lot of people in that tunnel with you that are willing to shine their light on the ground in front of you and come alongside you and help it help you until you get out of that tunnel and you are into the light where it is it is an amazing beautiful sight. So if you're in the Seattle area, you definitely need to do this marathon because not only is it like an amazing beautiful marathon, it's just like mentally changes your soul. And so I hope that you um can feel that, what that feels like, even though you haven't ran it. (laughs) Um, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you out there who have been a part of this podcast, all of you who have, um, shared your stories with me, all of you who have, have reviewed and shared and subscribed and are a part of this surviving life community. You are the reason that all of my hard times that I've gone through feel like they mean something. So yes, I didn't love all my hard times. I I hated a lot of them, in fact. And while I was in them, um, it was very, very difficult and challenging. And I didn't want to be positive and happy. But having gone through all of those things, every single time I go through a hard time, it gets a little easier to do these things I just told you about because I've practiced over and over and over on so many different sets of hard times. And so... I call my time, myself like a school of hard knocks expert, I think. <laughs> and I just want to encourage you today that you are not alone out there in this world. And we have all had our struggles and we all can come alongside of each other and help our way through that tunnel. And I hope that you will reach out to me and continue to listen to the podcast and, um, and really truly, um, live that life that you deserve to have. You are so worthy of this amazingly awesome life. And I want you to know that you are so loved. You are so special and you are so very important to this world. And so I want you to, I want you to look in the mirror right now and I want you to, to pat yourself on the back or I want you to look yourself in the eyes and I want you to say, you are amazing and pat yourself on the back and say, good job, me. I have survived all of this days, a hundred percent of the days that I've gotten through so far. So from my closet to yours, happy 
Walk in Wednesday, and we'll see you again next week. If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing over at Holly Boyce Fitness, please visit the website www.hollyboyce.com and you can sign up for a free weekly newsletter with fitness, food, and fun and mindset tips every single week right to your email inbox. And guess what? Because you would be a part of the VIP squad, you will have first access at all amazing new programs and new things that I'm doing. I would love to have you join me on any social media site. And again, I'll see you next time.